cyberpunk cities, telepathic tanks, and over-sexualized officers. We watch Ghost in the Shell standalone complex and we're here to answer the question, was it a kawaii disappointment? Hello everyone and welcome back to Quiet Disappointment, your weekly journey through the worlds of anime. With you as always is me, your host, producer at Weave of All Trades and Section 9 Chief, PJ. And me, Keanu Reeves from the movie The Matrix, Skylar. And joining us once again is our friend and new officer on the beat in Section 9, Lauren. Hi, I am that person in Ghost Hunters who stands at the top of the stairs saying, if you're real, push me down these stairs right now. <laughs> see i like hate the those people because i'm like one oh, day same. it's either a, a you know it's not gonna happen because ghosts aren't real but if it Shut happens up, what would you do real. what would you do i mean no i mean yeah right. they're in the shell clearly they're clearly real clearly they're real they're in this shell well if all of that and the episode title didn't give it away <laughs> this week we are watching <laughs> ghost in the shell standalone complex as we kick off adult swim month uh tell me lauren do you know anything about adult swim and their relationship to anime i know of adult swim i did not know that they had a connection to anime so i learned that today we will probably repeat this like every episode this month uh <laughs> Uh, but Adult Swim was really kind of one of the first places to bring like true anime to America. And by that, I don't mean like that other animes weren't real, but they were the first ones to not like Americanize it mm-hmm. uh, on a main level. Like you had a lot of anime come over, similar to like when we talked about Card Captor Sakura, right? Right, right. Where they did Card Captors and it was very Americanized, very redone. Adult Swim was one of the first mainstream places where you could just watch a direct English translation of an anime that wasn't like edited for American audiences. That's super cool. I'm into that. And because of that, it was like a lot of the introduction to anime for a lot of people. Even if they had seen what they later would learn to be anime, Adult Swim was where the first place where they were like, ah, anime. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And just so our audience knows that every anime we're watching this month will be the dub versions that were premiered on Adult Swim. Because like, it wouldn't be Adult Swim month if it wasn't the dub. (laughs) It wouldn't be authentic. (laughs) It wasn't the dub. Well, with that little history lesson off to the side, uh, why don't you tell me, based on the name alone, what did you think Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex was going to be about? Okay, um, I had two thoughts. Uh, So one was very scandalous because I knew that Scarlett Johansson had been in a live action remake or I guess adaptation of Ghost in the Shell and there was a lot of drama surrounding that. So I was like, ooh, yeah, I didn't think it was going to be, you know, part of the story, but I was like, okay, I know there's controversy with this and then my second thought was chickens because shell is like an egg right and there's that age-old question of what came first the ghost or the shell so like Uh, So yeah, clearly this is going to be about a chicken who's afraid of being isolated from her roost. I despise you as a person, (laughs) Lauren. (laughs) Well, you invited me to come back, so whose fault is that? (laughs) That, I guess, prediction aside... (laughs) once you saw the poster did your thoughts change uh clearly there's no chickens that we know of yet that you know what thank you skylar i really appreciate that it's very matrixy i took the building to be the standalone complex part of the title um (laughs) clearly it's a complex and it's standing by itself okay well um (laughs) there you go I'm sorry. That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Thank you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm so glad to be of service. And then 
the little girl in the front with the purple hair is clearly like our ghost. She's super sexualized. And I love, I love the coat she's wearing. I love a good coat. So I was obsessed with her, her coat, even though the under part was like, I can see everything. Basically, it's painted on, but I love this coat. It's very tight. Uh, but yeah. let's talk about, so let's talk about the characters then. Yeah. Tell me about the character on the left with the pistol. I figured that was going to be the ghost's partner who gets like really frustrated with her for being all ghosty. But then he's like, oh no, you're just a silly ghost. And he like goes along with her, her adventures. She's very like agenty, like, right? Because it's a matrix. So I was like, I don't know, this agent man agent works with her. Agent man. <laughs> There you go. Yeah. Secret agent, man. So, and okay. So then tell me about the gray haired man on the right. That is clearly a cyborg, right? Obviously. And he is uh, her mentor. He's never going to really ever truly let her stand alone. In the complex. You know, in this complex. Yeah. In the um, standalone complex. <laughs> in the standalone <laughs> complex. He's not going to let her physically stand alone. Um, I see no references to shells. However, in this, in this poster, unless it's her emotional shell that she's going to have to break through. That's the plot of the story. Story. Now tell me that's about it. the I twin towers it. at the back of the poster. Well, that's a standalone complex. She already said yeah, that. Yeah, that's the standalone complex. That's the <laughs> complex that's standing alone. <laughs> no. Tell me about then the <laughs> woman in the center. That's our ghosty girl. Yeah, but yeah. tell me about her. You just said that she's a ghost and that her clothes are painted on. That's not that's not a personality. <laughs> So or is that her whole she, personality? Is this just a, a stance on objectifying women? Ooh. You know what? That's really deep. That's not where I went, but I definitely think that that could be something. So she's clearly the badass. She's our ghost, and she's going to be working through her emotional shell to open up to floppy-haired partner and cyborg man as they fight the Matrix. We all love fighting a good Matrix. You love the Matrix. Well, let's see how many of the Matrixes they fight. Is it Matrix 1? Or is it Matrix 1 and Matrix 2? Or is it Matrix 1, 2, and 3? Or do they go all the way to the Animatrix? We'll just have to watch episodes one and two to find out. So we're gonna yeah. wa- we're gonna do that by watching episodes one and two of Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex. We invite you to do the same, but we will be right back with our thoughts on that. So stay tuned. All right, we're back. We had Lauren watch episodes one and two of Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex. Lauren, tell me, what did you think? I really do. Okay, so I liked it a lot. I'm not going to take that away from this like anime. I enjoyed myself immensely watching this. It was a complete 180 from Cardcaptor Sakura, which is the only <laughs> well, other yes. anime I've watched. Yes, it is. It really like, is. Within a few seconds, I was like, oh, we like shoot people. There's like blood in this one. Okay, I'm on board now. I get it. It was just very you saw, jarring. Like, one episode of Princess Tutu, two episodes <laughs> of Cardcaptor Sakura, and then Ghost in the Shell Standalone <laughs> Complex, the cyberpunk <laughs> neo noir detective police show that everyone clamored for. Oh my God. Oh my God. Um, but it was, it was a really good time. She somehow became more sexual. The outfit fit on the poster must be something from the future because she's wearing something way different in these well, episodes. I would honestly say that uh, we'll get to this. We know we'll get to this. Uh, let's okay. get through some housekeeping first because there's actually a lot of confusing housekeeping on this one. <laughs> so <laughs> Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex is based on the manga Ghost in the Shell by Masamune Shiro that ran in Young Magazine Kaizobuken from 1989 to 1991, then Weekly Young Magazine from 1991 to 1997. 
The manga was separated into three parts, Ghost in the Shell, Ghost in the Shell 1.5 Human Error Processor, and Ghost in the Shell 2 Man-Machine Interface. The manga is the basis for the tentpoles of various different Ghost in the Shell universes, because they do all exist simultaneously. It's not different adaptations, they're alternate real- alternate timeline to the same storyline. So the first timeline, known as the 95 subcontinuity, features the Ghost in the Shell film that was adapted in 1995, directed by Mamoru Oshii. Uh, It received a sequel in 2004, which exists in that same subcontinuity. The film and anime series both follow similar beats to the manga, but exist in alternate timelines. Each tells its own story and has its own slightly unique versions of each character, with different characters in focus in each, but overall they are about Section 9 and the Major. The anime, Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex, was directed by Kenji Kamiyama and was produced by Studio IG for Nippon TV from October 2002 to January 2005 for a total of 52 episodes between two seasons, the second season being called Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex Second Gig. Standalone Complex inspired a three-volume novel series, an OVA retelling of season one titled The Laughing Man, Individual Eleven, and its own film, Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex Solid State Society, that aired, that released in 2005. The SAC series was adapted into a manga itself that ran for five volumes from 2009-2012 by Yu Kinutani, who also made a manga, Tachikomatic Days, based on the Tachikomatic shorts at the end of each episode, as well as a standalone Laughing Man manga series. In 2020, a sequel series titled Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex 2045 aired on Netflix. It is a 3D CG show set 12 years after the Solid State Society film and has received mixed to very negative reviews. There have also been three video games based on Standalone Complex, one on PS2, one on PSP, and a free-to-play online shooter game. There's even more supplementary media for Ghost in the Shell, but we are only covering media related to the Standalone Complex subcontinuity, and that's all we have for the Standalone Complex continuity. These are all very long anime titles <laughs> yes oh, it's not even just, the longest i've heard i was like just wait until we get to the animes with the long anime titles long my ones? favorite one right now lauren is my next life as a villainess all roads lead to doom you know what after <laughs> after i finish talking about episode one and two let's do a quick little like you know i'll tell you about some long anime names also um for season two of ghost in the shell standalone complex second gig oshi came back and that's why people think the anime gets even better oh because oh, cool. the original man came back mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh. With all of that, let's quickly break down episodes one and two, or as quickly as I can. In episode one, section nine is called in to resolve a hostage crisis at a geisha house staffed by android geisha. After the crisis is taken care of, Aramaki is approached by Kubata, who reveals that the Japanese foreign minister was being actively investigated by military intelligence after expressing interest in the Ichinose report. Given the sensitive nature of the case, Kubota asks that section nine take over the investigation. Togusa figures out that the foreign minister had his cyber brain switched out with that of an unknown intelligence agent working for the American Empire. Section 9 then successfully prevents the American intelligence agent, who is using the foreign minister's body, from leaving the country with a sensitive report in his possession. In episode 2, a heavy assault multi-ped tank runs amok under the control of an unknown hijacker using the recognition code of the tank's designer, Takashi Kago, who died a week earlier. After going on a destructive spree at the testing facility, the tank heads towards the urban area of Nihama. Section 9 is called in to stop the tank, and the JSDF refuses to involve itself unless terrorism is a clear motive. Saito attempts to snipe the tank, but is thwarted due to the tank's ability to link into the same satellite Saito is using to aim. Meanwhile, Togusa and Ishikawa interview the tank's co-designer, 
Toshio Uba. After some questioning by Togusa, Uba reveals the identity of the tank's hijacker to be Kago himself, who after his death, Uba linked Kago's brain to the tank's AI, effectively putting Kago in a complete control of the tank. Kago's destination is his parents' home, and Section 9 tries to stop him before he gets there. They are unsuccessful, and Section 9 is forced to battle Kago. In the end, they disable the tank, and Kusanagi short-circuits Kago's brain. However, the Major discovers a split second before she does so that all Kago was trying to do was show his parents his new steel body. And that's episodes 1 and 2 of Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex. Right off the bat, in episode 1, I was like, wow, they're really taking identity theft <laughs> up a whole new level. So this is actually, like, an important thing. So the reason that the anime, the whole premise is called Ghost in the Shell is based on the idea of the ghost in the machine, which is a Mm. philosophical idea that the mind's mental and physical states exist simultaneously yet independent of each other. And that's where you get the reference of where Ghost in the Shell comes from. So, yeah, the ghost is basically a soul. Got it. Yes, exactly. A big part of the premises around Ghost in the Shell is people's bodies and bodies being hijacked and stuff. Essentially, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. bio hacking which is a big thing in like cyberpunk which is this is also your like introduction to cyberpunk yeah i was like oh i very quickly realized everyone's a robot <laughs> not everyone's a robot but everyone has like cybernetic enhancements and stuff like that yeah got yeah, a lot of yeah, cyberpunk yeah. media is like the blending of technology and man yeah it's very like biomechanical so that that makes more sense now yeah so fun fact okay so i always woke up to this anime playing and i was 12 so i watched a Oof. lot of ghosts in the shell through a very sleepy tired lens <laughs> again as a 12 year old <laughs> And, like, literally what I thought Ghost in the Shell was, was the major was, like, the only, like, person that was, like, a full cybernetic android, like, person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that, like, her brain was copied from someone else, but she still wasn't a human. And then the whole thing was just, like her dealing with like am i human like i feel like human things blah 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 so basically i just thought ghost in the shell was chobits so throw i thought you, i thought you were gonna say bicentennial man i i never saw bicentennial this is man. bicentennial man it's oh also chobits <laughs> so many things i haven't seen chobits lauren hasn't seen chobits all i know about chobits is that that dude has to finger that girl a lot <laughs> awake oh no she's a robot and her on switch is inside her vagina where else would you put in on switch? well okay so it's in her vagina lauren specifically because you shouldn't <laughs> go around fingering people so she can't be right. turned on or off unless you're assaulting her Ooh. God. so the best way to turn her off is to sexually this is a poor design choice anyways i don't <laughs> no we don't need to go i in. was just gonna say what a fun throwback to clamp and our episode that we've done with lauren this chobits is a clamp series which clamp did card capture sakura so before we get into the anime you did bring up like oh my gosh this is such a long anime title but i do want to let you know lauren yeah. there are a longer anime title out there mm-hmm. that uh a way longer, longer like Oh and I'm God. going to read you, uh, just we're going to quick fire through the top 10 anime with the longest uh, titles ever <laughs> ranked from comicbookresources.com. So we're going to just go through these. Uh, number 10 is, is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon? That's not super long, no, but it's long. It, it's then we have, do you love your mom in her two hit multi-target attacks? <laughs> I remember. 
remember it's pretty that. long. <laughs> oh Problematic anime, by the way. No matter how I look at it, it's you guys' fault I'm not popular. That's what I've been saying since high school. <laughs> exactly. I couldn't become a hero, so I reluctantly decided to get a job. That's the that's the title of my memoir. I watched that I was gonna say, anime. That's it was my adorable. book. This oh is a beautiful God. name. We still don't know the name of the flower we saw that day. Wow, I love that. I love that one. This one. I want you to make a disgusted face and show me your underwear. <laughs> Why do you want me to do that? I don't want to do that. <laughs> it's a king. My mental choices are completely interfering with my school romantic comedy. Uh, <laughs> yep. That's my sequel. <laughs> if I don't successfully pick up 420 girls, I'm going to die in a lot of different ways. 420 blaze it. That 420 blaze it is not part of the name. That's a me thing. <laughs> 420 <laughs> girls? That is so many. Why do you need that many girls? Number two uh, <laughs> is world end apostrophe. What do you do at the end of the world? Question mark. Are you busy? Question mark. Will you save us? Question mark. That's the whole title. All of those questions. Yes. <laughs> One world t- end. What do you do at the end of the world? Are you busy? Will you save us? Couldn't that That's just be like, like comma, comma, question mark? No, it's all question marks. Ugh, and oh the number God. one is the story in which I was kidnapped by a young lady school to be a sample of the common people. <laughs> Oh, those common people. And that's some of the longer anime titles that you'll run into out in the world someday. <laughs> oh my god. Someday. Oh my god. That was such a wonderful journey. Thank you for going down that road with me. <laughs> I love how many of those are just full on elevator pitches. <laughs> Do I know what this anime is about? Read the title. There you go. That's all you there need you to go. know. That's it. And people are like, Meanwhile, sold. Meanwhile, Ghost of the Shell Standalone Complex tells you very little. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it did not tell you, or at least it didn't tell me much about the actual hey, anime. we know it's a standalone and it's a complex storyline. There you go. And there are ghosts <laughs> of cyber people. Yeah. So let's talk about something that you did mention, which is this show is really violent. Extremely violent. I mean, it was not the most violent thing I've seen, but I was like, oh, we're not pulling punches here. Like, we're going to show you this graphic violence. Yeah. But I, I I forget if it was in episode one or episode two, but someone was running away and she just like straight up blew his foot off. That was yeah. opening of episode one. That was opening of episode one. You're right. That's exactly what it was. That it's was like, exactly it cybernetic anyways. Oh, uh, yeah, you see no, bone. It, you see yeah. bone. Cybernetic like it, bone. And cybernetic blood that splatters everywhere. Yeah, it's just <laughs> oil, you guys. Out. Red right, colored right, yeah. oil. Red colored oil, obviously. Yeah, no, that was the thing I was like, oh, this is not Cardcaptor Sakura or Princess Tutu at all. <laughs> uh, and then, like, obviously there is a lot of death of, like, androids, like, which he kills the geishas. Like, blows one girl's head off. Like, all of it just gone. See, this is, like, a very interesting, like... It's a very interesting concept. Because, like, they're calling them androids. Yet, like, people are, you know, they have cybernetic bodies. But they don't call the major android. But she's not. She's a person. Yeah. With cybernetic enhancement. An android is... A robot with human characteristics. Yeah. But they are not robots with human characteristics. They are humans with robotic characteristics. Mm. They're actually the exact opposite of androids. So. They're apples. (laughs) To oranges. (laughs) (laughs) You can't compare apples and androids. Uh, That's what I've always said. I've always wanted a pear phone. All right, iCarly. (laughs) Every Nickelodeon show, you mean? (laughs) 
<laughs> it's true. Well, every Dan Schneider foot fetish world phone. Because wow. pairs look like feet. What? I've never thought about that before in my the whole life. The way that he draws their pairs, they kind of do. Yeah. Okay. I learned another thing today. Dan Schneider is a piece of shit. I like that song Dan Schneider, though, by, uh, by um, Filthy Frank. Yeah, but now, like, in hindsight, oh, no, there was a lot of dark stuff happening on those sets. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but speaking of, like, sexual exploitation. Right. I mean, I, right. I, I, I don't disagree that, like, you know, the major is drawn really hot. And I think a lot yes. of it's just like, yeah, it's anime. Like, people are hot. You know, we're going to draw people hot. Why not? But oh my God, that scene where she's exiting the cha- the tachikomatic, like, and you yeah. just get out. full vagina oh and ass. Oh my God. I literally wrote in my notes, I was like, ass shot. Like, there's no hiding but it's it. Like that was ass shot full. and like full, like the full pelvic bump. Yes. Like, is like in tight, tight, it. tight clothes. Yes. I was like, that cannot be comfortable while you're fighting crime. I mean, none of that position looks comfortable. Everyone is like in a weird position in it, but they only show her because it's only I was gonna hot say, with her. Right. But it's not just her in that position. It's the guys too. I just wish they would have yes. shown it. I was going to say, we did not see them exiting. You're really into Bato? I love Bato. Yes, I Bato's am really so cool. into Bato. Bato is, I, is I super think- cool. I think Bato uh, gets more and more important as the series goes on. I've never seen Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex, mm. but I I did. I found that out in my research that he gets more important as the series goes on. Yes. Well, Major did say his name like the most out of all of her confederates. She was always screaming for Bato. So I was like, I know your name. And he's got the best dog. He's a dog. He does. A oh, I didn't even dog. know this. I love it. Well, you know what else is cute, though? Those Tachikomatics. The little robots. Yes. They were adorable. I love, I love them. And those, the shorts, the, the shorts at the end were so cute. There are shorts at the end? Well, yeah. Did you not stay till after the credits? I, okay, no, I watched the credits all the way through because that's part of my homework is I'm supposed to pay attention to the intro and outro. As soon as the credits were over, Adult Swim took me right to the next episode. I did not <gasps> see any Oh my god, Adult Swim doesn't show the Oh my god, that's so upsetting. Lauren, I I cannot describe to you how cute these shorts are. It's literally just a bunch of the robots in like a white room, like talking to each other, and it's so cute. What? And I am so mad because we watched it on Amazon Prime because we had to buy it. Right. But you watch it on Adult Swim, and I I guess apparently they cut it out on Adult Swim. Oh my god, this is AI eraser. Eraser. (laughs) <laughs> that, erasure. That, yeah, there you go. That erase seizure. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's honestly so upsetting. And like, I know this is Adult Swim month, but come on, Adult Swim, be come better. Come on, why do don't you have the cute? Better. Do better. Give me my little robot shorts. It's don't worry, so I'm gonna cute. add a couple to the list. Oh, thank you. But okay, so they're super cute. But part so of the thing sad. that they talk about in that in the Touch of Chromatic short is like like basically the idea it's honestly very cute but it's also very philosophical yeah because it's one of them being like oh like human speech is so like i want to be able to like have a mouth it's very like you know like one of the most famous sci-fi things of all time which is i have no mouth and i must scream Mm. Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. it's but it's like a cuter version of it it's like the kawaii version of i have no mouth and i must scream (laughs) but you know it's very much like i just i want to be able to actually talk and all the other robots are like actually speech is like a stupid way of transferring data <laughs> actually it's a completely inefficient and i don't know why they do that they actually straight up say that 
you got it on the T. You didn't, I didn't take out even... the take out the clips, guy. No, I want to see that. I'm please. kidding. I'm kidding. But it made me think of like how much of the how much of the dialogue in this show is telepathic. The majority of the episode two was actually like telepathic. I was like, they're not moving right. their mouths at all, which is again very efficient, very so convenient. smart for the animators. Oh. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it made it very and the voice smooth. dubs. Honestly, yeah, they don't have to work as hard. They don't have to lip flap sync. <laughs> but I like, and I don't know if this is like a purposeful thing, like maybe as the series goes on, but I like that the chief, like because he is a little older and probably has like older cybernetics, his has to be like connected to people. Yes, in order but for everyone it to else's work. is like wireless right like it's like a like i don't know i might be reading that wrong but that's how i read it was like oh look it's like the advancement of this technology oh i didn't put that together but that makes perfect sense now that you've mentioned it and like everyone that has seen all of ghost of the shell silent complex is like you're an idiot (laughs) what the (laughs) hell is that (laughs) so like in episode two when they find out that the tank is going to like kill his parents as like a vengeance thing but like not as a vengeance thing it was just so fucking interesting that like like literally people's beliefs and religion because like we already deal with this with like anti-vaxxers right so like Mm -hmm. this would be the next logical step like no you can't have like cybernetics you can't do this it goes against our beliefs and religion well Mm -hmm. i mean look at like jehovah's witnesses can't get blood transfusions and they can't celebrate birthdays yeah but i feel like the blood transfusions could kill you if you don't get it yeah no it kills several people if i don't Mm. have a birthday celebrated like i'll die inside but that's about it (laughs) yeah and he But yeah, he literally <laughs> wastes away. He dies. His parents let him die instead it's of... depressing. Yeah, it instead of fixing his body. But also, can we just talk about how like cute, but also depressing and sad it is that all he wanted to do was show his parents his new steel body? Yeah. Oh my God. The end of episode two, I was like getting emotional. I was like, this I was is... Like- oh my god this is so heavy because it was like oh i get it he wants to kill them because like they let him die but then it was like no he just he just wanted to show them like look how much stronger i am now it wasn't a big like problem or anything like it's fine i'm good i'm okay now also when the the tachikoma got all shot up I was like, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, but God. I like that, that it was, was like, I'm too. okay. Yeah. <laughs> I and I can't move. And then all the other ta- uh, Tachikomas like had a very like soot sprite kind of moment. And we're like, ah, you're so lucky because like they don't have to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, the Tachikomas. Uh, yes. Okay. See, I was calling Tachikomatics because that's what it said online. Oh, okay. And it's probably t- it's probably both, but Tachikoma is probably like the easier way of saying it. Right. I think it translates to like think tank, which is like a fun name for oh the yeah. tank. That is the cutest thing. And that's what happens in the shorts. Uh, but the Tachikomas are uh, so adorable, just in every way. Absolutely yeah. adorable. I loved them. They were a nice like bit of levity to a very otherwise heavy show and they do like exposition dumps in a really cute way like they're like oh this philosophy thing you were thinking about like it's so dark it's so brooding but if i say it in a super cute voice i could dumb it down (laughs) but can i say what i really loved about episode two and in general what i really love about the show is it's very thoughtful and everything it does, mm-hmm. like it's mm-hmm. very like I mean, and all the best cyberpunk is right. All the best cyberpunk is a real commentary on society and where it's going. 
Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things I really loved in episode two was kind of like the commentary on weapons manufacturers mm-hmm. because, you know, it's kind of something that gets touched on saying something like Iron Man for Lauren Ugh, out there. You. But, you know, that weapons manufacturers are always playing both sides. Like, right. They aren't here to just help the good guys. They're here to profit from everyone. And mm-hmm. the fact that they built this like ultra tank that cannot be stopped and they also developed the one weapon that can stop it and we're not going to tell the government and just probably sell it to a foreign power. Oh my god. Like, that was shady. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, yep, this is exactly what happens in real life. The same yeah. manufacturer will make like the ultimate spy plane and they'll turn around and sell to the enemy the only way to track the ultimate spy plane. Yeah. Just all for profit. Ugh. When Oba was super sad when he found out his friend died. Ugh. Ugh. Oh my god. That was another part I got so sad. I like that he was like resisting the government. He's like, I can't, I can't tell you. And it was just him fulfilling someone's final wish. And like a friend, clearly, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah, very close to one him, clearly. Twenty eight is like such a he's young like, age to yeah, die. And he, I know it's so depressing so when he's young. like, once I die. I'm free of those religious, like, like holds. Like beliefs, yeah. So, like, once I'm dead, like, just finally do it, please. Right. And he did. Is a good friend. But speaking of that, like, it goes back to, like, the conversations that Aramaki, like, the chief was having, both with, like, the ARMS uh, CEO and with, like, the government officials. What I really like about Aramaki is he is, like, the perfect, I think one of the most realistic depictions in any media I've ever seen of the head of a, like, secret organization. Yes. I love him. I know, and I know Section 9 isn't, like, secret secret, but they're, like, the elite, and they're only called in for, like, the big things. Mm-hmm. But his whole, like, he can get anything done thing i love like the fact that they were like how did you get the plane delayed how did you get all of the right government bodies to sign this paperwork so fast and he's like gotta be prepared like i love that yeah no he's very like the omniscient leader but in a way that i was like i absolutely believe that you have backup plans to all your backup plans 100 percent. he I doubt it. I know Skylar's seen some of it. I doubt you've seen any of it, Lauren, but he reminds me of the head chief guy from Invincible. See, I didn't finish Invincible. I've only Ugh. gone through most of episode one. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Lauren, so what? we had spent a whole day drinking and swimming, and then we came home and we were watching episode one, and I was starting to fall asleep because I was like recovering from the day. And PJ was like yelling at me because I was falling asleep and I couldn't help it. He's like, fine, just go to bed. And I fell asleep right before I guess the shit hits the fan in episode one. And then he watched all of it that night. Just to spite me. He hadn't committed to anything. I woke up. Okay, and can I clear? And can I be clear? It wasn't to spite you. It's just one of the best things I've ever watched. (laughs) Lauren, no. He's lying. He went, hey. Because you fell asleep, I watched all of it without you because I hate you and you let and me down. And then I down. spit in her face and rubbed it in dirt. And then he threw the cat. <laughs> At her oh face. Oh my God. Did it stick because of the spit? He then wow. handed me an annulment and I was like, this won't work. We've been married way too long for an annulment. And he's just like, I have the power to do that. So right, right. Bad, whether you want it or let not, that sink it in. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you want. That's a that's a, that's a the rock line. Oh, I the thought rock that was a Johnson? our life from that one rumor that was going around from the work. <laughs> let that sink in. 
<laughs> oh, gosh. Well, uh, as much as I love talking about the rumors people spread about me at work and about <laughs> Skylar at work, I did want to, I did have a few more things I wanted to talk about with Ghost in the Shell, yeah, yeah. which uh, is something that we brought up a little bit, but it was Bato. I liked Bato a lot. I love Best Bato. Boy. Bato yeah. is Bato. like, I. I really wish, and I, and again, I know that he does get a bigger role as the series goes on. I wanted more of him, so I'm glad that there is because, like, yes. th- him and Major had a great buddy cop relationship. I oh, yeah. loved them together. I don't know about the other man. He was on the poster. He had the floppy hair, yeah, and, like, big suit. I wasn't super into him, but Bato, I was like, I will, I would watch a standalone but show I with think, Bato. I think the a floppy hair guy is complex show. With complex, Bato? shut yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> I think floppy hair guy is your detective third. Every good detective cop story has like a third that's mm-hmm. off to the side and is around sometimes, right? Like you have like Benson and Stapler and like Munch and Tutuola. Mm-hmm. You have like Sherlock and Watson and like Mycroft, you know, like mm-hmm. you have mm-hmm. your third that is off in the distance and like you like when they're there, but they don't need to be part of the duo. And I think that's what he is. Also, he's like the only one that doesn't have any enhancements and like, I don't know. He and he can... does solid detective work. Yeah. He's yeah. the one that like figures the stuff out. Yes, but he also is very, it, it seems like he's a little judgmental for people that have enhancements because he's just like mm. the one that keeps going like, oh, but like, when do you cease to be human, right? Like, Yeah, mm-hmm, which is mm-hmm. a good question to ask in the series, which again, love the philosophy of this series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very interesting. Bato's just like fun. Also, um, do you guys know that uh, a lot of people honestly believe that Ghost in the Shell is what predicted memes? Predicted them? So there is this like plot line of stand- uh, standalone complex. Uh, the like main villain is the Laughing Man, uh-huh. and like when you see him, because like so many people have like cybernetic enhancements in their eyes and stuff, his face is distorted with this like uh, cute little funny logo, and then the quote around it is from Catcher in the Rye. Is it the banana fish quote from Catcher in the Rye? No, maybe. Um, <laughs> you'll see. So basically, uh, and he. He does like these acts of terrorism that's not like real t- it's like terrorism that like the heroes agree with but like it's still technically terrorism even if it's for the right thing but then um mm-hmm. since like they set the precedent a lot of other terrorist groups starts doing things and claiming that they're uh the laughing man and so it keeps evolving in all these different things and it's always like you know with that like image so it's like taking a meme where you like take the formula and then you just enhance it and you it mini- or, and it uh mutates in all these different ways see i'd love to give wow. credit to standalone complex but it was ally mcbeal with that dancing baby <laughs> See, someone said that, and then they said, well, this came out before 4chan, so... Well, this didn't come out before Alec McBeal. What year did Alec McBeal come out? 1997. I was going to say it was like late 90s. Oh, damn, you're right. So I loved your video essay, Skylar, but... It wasn't mine. It was like 20 people's video essays on Reddit. But it was Dancing Baby. (laughs) I don't know what music it dances to. I've never seen Alec McBeal. (laughs) I haven't either, honestly, but I do know that baby. <laughs> okay, this is something, it was completely aside. It had absolutely nothing to do with the episode at all. This was back in the first one where 
they had just gotten rid of the geishas and the guy who was controlling them was just like running from the cops straight up sprinting down the freeway like onto odd ramps i lost my shit i was laughing so yes <laughs> I was like, you he has like those cybernetic legs yeah yes just like run i just imagine seeing a gentleman like running down the freeway next to me like <laughs> what is happening uh it reminds me of the cyanide and happiness one of their first ever shorts was about a guy who could run 60 miles per hour and it was dumb because like basically like the first part of it was like speed you know speed like the bus can't go below 60 miles per hour it'll explode right and it's a guy like running to catch after the bus and he's like hey let me on the bus and he's like we can't go below 60 miles per hour or we'll explode and then he's like wait does that mean i'm going 60 miles per hour and he's like yeah you're really fast you should join races so then it shows him getting all of these awards and like living a great life getting married having kids and then like he like settles down but then like a promoter comes to him and is like hey do you want to do the indy 500 and he's like i guess like it's time to get back on that horse and of course he's not as fast as race cars right right so he like loses and he goes into like this drunken stupor he loses his wife he loses his kids and he goes running in the rain and he slams straight into a brick wall and dies because he hits it at 60 (gasps) miles per hour and then the 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 place where he was running gets turned into a memorial for him and the bus driver stops to look at the memorial and cries and since he finally stopped the bus explodes no oh god (laughs) 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 it's a phenomenal short oh my god that's funny nothing at all to do with ghost in the shell i just nothing at all but you know what is involved with Ghost in the Shell. It is absolutely stunning. Mm. The music. And a lot of Ooh. that is um Bavarian folk music inspired. Like Yeah, mm-hmm. so this is actually really interesting in general. They have like almost no Japanese music to do yeah. anywhere in this anime. Oh. I did not know that. And it's uh, just like those like vocals that come in during like the fights and the really like mm-hmm. sad parts. Because a lot of times you'll have um, a sad part with like a sad score, but they will just like give you those like really intense singing vocals and you're just like, fuck, this is so good. And like, I yeah. just, yeah. I get chills every time. Yeah, it's really good. It's very good. Absolutely. Yeah, I love the background music, but I think that's also a great place to pause here and then let's transition to talking about like the music music of this anime. So let's talk about that opening song, which is Inner Universe by Origa, which is a Russian artist singing in Russian. So again, Mm -hmm. no Japanese music in this. Tell me, Lauren, what did you think of Inner Universe? I really liked it. I thought it set the tone of the world very well. It's very ethereal, otherworldly. Yeah, it set it apart from any other anime of the two that I had seen. Yeah, I completely agree. It felt like um, it felt like something that would be played in like a cyberpunk nightclub or something. What did mm. you think about like the 3D? Did you think the rest of the anime was going to be kind of 3D like that? I absolutely did. Yes, when we when i started watching i was like oh my god is this gonna be like a 3d animated anime i've never seen one of those it wasn't but i was so compelled by it and see i was actually like oh snap did i accidentally buy episodes one and two of sac 2045 because i knew (laughs) that that one was 3d but ironically i think the intro from 2002 is better animated than (laughs) sac 2045 (laughs) from 2020 oh no 
That's just my opinion, though. Oh, my God. But I really love, I agree, I really love this intro. It's so ethereal, so, I don't know, so, I agree, it's so compelling. It's so mm-hmm, out mm-hmm. there. It's so different. I really liked it. So many of us, can't speak for you, Lauren, but I can at least speak for myself and PJ, have mm-hmm. this shared experience of waking up to the George Lopez show, like, theme song. Like, so much in fact that there's, like, a real thing called the George Lopez effect or George Lopez paradox. Oh, my God. So, like, yeah, it's this whole thing. And then there's a whole secondary example where a lot of people who watch Adult Swim would wake up during Inuyasha the ending to Fukumori. And I was like, love that. But I was always awake for Inuyasha specifically because this intro song from Ghost in the Shell woke me up every single time. (laughs) These haunting vocals were an alarm clock and I was always so compelled to watch the show. And that's why I was always so groggy and asleep while watching the anime. See, where I was the opposite, where when this intro came on, I was like, all right, that means it's time to go to bed. (laughs) Oh my God, Skylar, you woke up just like Major did in the opening credits. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. and fun fact, because Lauren, you know the part where like, again, I didn't have a whole lot of context for like when I was 12 and I was watching it. Right. And like, it was so haunting to see like the doll break and I was like, oh, this is going to be a dark show. Yeah. And that's actually a callback to the movie because what happens is the major as a small child like is in a horrible plane accident and her whole body has to be replaced. Otherwise, she's gone. She's dead and gone forever. And so like the first part of the movie is her like learning how to move her like new body and she doesn't Mm -hmm. have control over it and she literally breaks her favorite doll so that's what that means That's so sad. Oh, we feel bad for her. Well, that's sad. <laughs> Let's move on to that outro song, which is Lithium Flower by Scott Matthew, which is in English, obviously. She's incredible math. Just incredible math. How is she what she does herself? Lauren, what did you think of that? I thought it fit a police procedural extremely well. Mm-hmm. It definitely had, I mean, it, the lyrics were kind of funny, um, but- She's so math. She's so math. I I say that about people whenever I meet them. You're so math. But yeah, no, I enjoyed it. It clearly like, I don't know, tied with the visuals, there was like a history and a weight to Section 9 that really established it and made you realize like there's so much more to this and you should keep watching. Yeah, I I really like it. It's it's got a I mean, it's very much of its time, Mm -hmm. if not even earlier than its time. I'd say it's even more of the time of the movie than it is of the show. But I really like it. It's 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 got it's lazy but like energetic guitar it's very interesting mm-hmm. vibe and i think i agree with everything you said i love that like ending shot where it's just her like her you know back to the camera topless but still wearing jeans so it's right. like she's kind of naked but like she's still can, like kicks your it. ass yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
Because she would absolutely <laughs> kick your ass. Yes, doesn't matter would. what she's wearing. Oh, I like it. It's so chill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then let's uh, let's move on to our segment. Uh, what modern or contemporary artist do you think would have done I'm a good so job excited. with these anime intros and outros? <laughs> uh, Lauren, who do you think would have done a good job with Inner Universe? For the intro, okay, so it's so weird because for Cardcaptor Sakura, I had to like research and be like, no, that one doesn't feel right. That one doesn't feel right. For Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex, I knew instantly both artists for intro and outro. Same. So intro was Sarah Brightman. Oh my God, I I love Sarah Brightman. Literally, what? Okay, fuck. Okay, so I literally. This is such a Sarah Brightman song. Oh my God. Okay, I was so like, I was like, no one's everyone's gonna be like, really, PJ Sarah Brightman? No, 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 you guys. So literally, <laughs> as I was watching it, I was just like, these bitches are gonna fucking choose Sarah Brightman. <laughs> and I was literally, I was like, maybe Lauren will choose Sierra, her favorite Christine. But I know PJ's gonna go like genet- repo genetic opera Sarah Brightman. That's exactly for this. what I was thinking. Yes, yep. I was like, this is very Sarah Brightman in repo. That's what I'm feeling. I literally Full 100% stop. had that thought. I was like, I knew. I know they're going to choose Sarah Brightman. Maybe oh my Lauren God. will choose Sierra, but I knew PJ was going to choose Sarah Brightman. No, listen, Sierra is strictly musical theater, and I was like, right. this, is, this has more pop to it, so it has to be I Sarah. I love, love Sierra Boggess. One oh, of the greatest yeah. voices 100%. of all time. But Sarah, Sarah Brightman is experimental this. As fuck, this is though. Sarah Brightman. Mm-hmm. Who did you pick then, Skylar? Because okay. me and Lauren were clearly on the wavelength Same here. wavelength. So, but I literally have chosen such a perfect answer. Someone oh. who's so prevalent in the AMV community, that's almost fucking cheating. It's fucking Nightwish. Nightwish was a backup for me. I was like, is this Nightwish? No, it's Sarah Brightman. It's Nightwish. It's Sarah Mm. Brightman. But uh, (laughs) Nightwish was my number two choice. Wow, you were on the same wavelength with both of us. I just like that. I was like, all right, well, I know exactly who these bitches are going to (laughs) choose. No, it was so, it's so good, but I honestly, your choice was like second on my list. Like I was debating between the two. That is so insane. Because I, I think that's totally true. They have Nightwish has like a more goth, haunting, kind of sad feel to them sometimes. Well, mm. g- g- Nightwish is literally one of the pioneers of gothic opera metal. Yes, 100%. But yeah, no, phenomenal choice, Skylar. Phenomenal choice, Lauren, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Let's switch over to that closing song, which is Lithium Flower. Lauren, tell me who you picked for that. Uh, again, I knew it instantly. I picked Nirvana. It's obviously Nirvana. Clearly. It's literally based like, on Nirvana. Like the, the tone is literally come as you are. Thank you. It's exactly yes. come as you are. It's yes. lazy come as you are. The song is literally called Lithium Flower. It's Nirvana. Yeah. Um, Honestly. Yeah. Nirvana. <laughs> I literally could not choose between Pearl Jam and Counting Crows. Oh, Counting Crows, though. Counting Crows okay. is a good choice, too, though. I was going to yes. say, the voice was Counting Crows if he was singing with Pearl Jam. Mm. Well, and Pearl Jam, you know, mm-hmm. is a, a grunge era band. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But so Counting, I, I and Counting Crows has more of a folksy kind of music side Which, to it. Which, that was the only, honestly the only reason I was struggling with picking Nirvana was because the vocals were so different. But mm-hmm. I was like, at the end of the day, this is clearly so inspired by Nirvana. Like, they just wanted to make a Nirvana song. Right. Yes. And I was like, clearly, they should just do it. Yeah. yeah. I Me get- and Lauren I- fully on board with each other's choices today. <laughs> 
I I like my choice for the ending. It's not yes. the best. I'm not as confident as I was for Nightwish. Nightwish, for again, great Nightwish. choice. But I still think your choice is phenomenal because I completely mm-hmm. agree. It's that grunge sound with a different voice. Yes. Um, phenomenal yes. choices all around. One of the, Some of the most hype I've ever gotten uh, <laughs> because I honestly was like, no one is going to understand why I said Sarah Brightman. But no, nope, oh, everyone well, did. Everyone <laughs> understands it. It's You've almost seen like Repo, y'all are in my life for a reason. But <laughs> Oh, that's almost <laughs> nice. I literally wish I could have been like, hey, I'm going to take a guess of both of you guys are going to say it's Sarah Brightman. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, love that. Love those music choices. Let's take a quick break to watch some context, see some additional clips, and we'll be right back with Lawrence at closing thoughts. So stay tuned, everyone. All right. We're back. We had Lauren watch some additional clips, get some additional context, see some additional heads get blown off, and see some additional cybernetic enhancements. Tell me, Lauren, after all that, what did you think? I really like this. Like, this is super cool. Yeah, I think it's badass. I mean, I always kind of knew it would be, but I had just never seen it. So I'm glad that it is as cool as I kind of always imagined it would be. Right. Yeah, no, I see why it has the reputation it has. Awesome. Tell me, did you end up with a favorite character throughout everything? I think it's probably Skylar's based on how much we've talked about him, but it's Bato. <laughs> I felt the bias too, because I was like, there's a lot of Bato clips in this context. <laughs> I'm sorry when I saw him feeding his dog i was like my heart See, melted i had a similar i will say bato is also my favorite it was actually originally aramaki the chief because i mm. love that type mm. of character yeah he's super cool too but when bato but like the the dog clip helped but i was Ugh. thinking back and i was like when he gave like all natural oil to that one uh tachikoma uh, yeah i was like and then he was like you gotta appreciate the robots too i was like i like this guy he's a good guy <laughs> This guy. <laughs> no, yeah, he he's really cool. I I enjoy him. Yes. Uh, Skylar, I'm assuming yours is also Bato. Well, yeah. It always, for the longest time, was the uh, Tachikomas, because they're just mm. great. They're so cute. I love them oh, trying adorable. to be, like, <laughs> alive and stuff, but it's definitely Bato. Yes. Oh. Bato, uh, of course. And of course. I, obviously, I ship Bato and the Major. Obviously. Yes. <laughs> hot, hot, hot stuff. Do hot they, like, stuff coming ever through. get together? I, Who knows? Probably Who knows? not. I don't think it's that kind of anime. Okay. Um, yeah, really I did not. not finish it. I watched literally so much of this anime, but my mm-hmm. little kid brain just could not, again, half asleep kid brain just could <laughs> not put together a plot. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, gosh. Well, you know, this anime dealt a lot with philosophy and it dealt a lot with like big questions. You know, like, you know, we saw that clip where the Tachikomas were like, what even is God? And they kind of come to this realization of what God is. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like, what is verbalization? What is communication? What is it to be alive? What is it to have existence? What is it to have morality? The Tachikomas never came to the truest question of like existence, which is, Lauren, will you keep watching Ghosts in the Shell standalone complex? absolutely 100 percent so Hell into yeah. this wow. yes awesome i love it that is a kawaii success in the book and honestly i'm not gonna i'm not gonna like say that i fully would like was like oh i don't know if lauren's gonna like this Same. but i know that you're not i'm not you're not super sci-fi i'm not super sci-fi but i don't know something maybe something the about philosophy? this is just maybe the philosophy it's very compelling it does get very emotional i love the characters so i don't know maybe like, this it's will, the dog yeah 
I knew it. The dog the really po- cemented yes. it. Skyler it goes slightly better for our book club. Because <laughs> Lauren good, and I are diving into the cyberpunk classic Snow Crash. Snow oh Crash. Oh my god. We actually are, yes. Well, I'm excited because my next class is a philosophy religion class. And I cannot And you're like, this is what the Tachikoma told me, so... Yes, I cannot <laughs> wait to write a paper and have someone grade a paper I wrote on Ghost in the Shell. Oh, my I God. I did it Sailor Moon already. See, <laughs> Ghost in the Shell is just relevant to literally everything right relevant now. Relevant to everything. <laughs> everything. So I love that kawaii success in the book. Phenomenal. Ooh, ooh. We saw your characters. <laughs> we know your thoughts. So how about we move on to that close? segment it's time for is there an amv for that all right lord you know the rules give me a song and artist for ghost in the shell standalone complex all right so i was looking at um like punk music and i tried to stick to the era just because i felt that that was like the vibe right um so looking at this one of the top artists of 2002 was lincoln park and i really liked that fit the vocals and the music fit and i only this is true for me i only know one lincoln park song And it's numb. So I was like, all right, well, it has to be it has to be numb because that's the only one I know that they did. You don't know in the end. But yeah. okay. I do not know that. one. (laughs) uh, I'm going to answer your answer with a little bit of AMV history lesson. Okay. So AMVs there, we we talk sometimes about how there's like tent poles in the mm-hmm, AMV community. Mm-hmm. Big, big, like if there was a Mount Rushmore for AMVs, one of those people would be Linkin Park. And if oh, we no, were to really? pick the, if I were to pick the face that Linkin Park would have, it would be whatever face Chester Bennington has while singing Numb. Because <laughs> Numb, I would say, is one of the most AMV'd songs of all time. Oh no. But honestly, I respect the fuck out of the fact that you got there without having any of that context i know i, I love it uh, yeah. that's honestly so so like you awesome that you got it. there on your own you like get it lord you, feel because the of that, you get a full <laughs> three points with numb by lincoln park oh my god all right pj you didn't see this anime give me an <gasps> anime or give me a song and artist Ooh, ooh. all right i know this isn't gonna exist Okay, I'm putting that out there. I know it's not going to exist, and it's because I want it to exist too badly. Okay. (laughs) I'm so interested. Man in the Box by Alice in Chains. Ooh. Whoa. Whoa. Ugh, PJ. As much as I want to see it, the AMV community did not. Um, But I know. But there is an Alice in Chains song, Wood, for (gasps) Ghost in the Shell. Standalone complex. So that's okay. two points. Good job. Did you turn it to Christopher Walken? Like, what, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> so, more well, thank you, Christopher Walken, for awarding me my two points. Your I'll take my two, two points. points. <laughs> Gosh, I uh, I oh appreciate that. I knew it wouldn't exist, but it's what I want to exist. So, like, if you're like a fan out there and want to make me an AMV, like, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so, uh, you know, Lauren obviously killed it with her three points. I, I so-sewed it with my two points. I but kind of cheated, I But those aren't the only points. You did not cheat. Honestly, it's like, it's like you discovered, like, 
electricity, you know? Like, At the theoretically, it already Franklin. existed. Right. So, like, theoretically, it's cheating. But you exist. You found it. You discovered it without knowing it existed, which is, like, wild and sick. I'll take that. So, okay. with that said, that brings us to our super secret, not so secret, bonus point. Mm-hmm. Is there an AMV for Ghost in the Shell standalone complex to Evanescence bringing it to life? All right, Lauren, do you think it exists? It uh, there it probably exists at least five or six times over. Uh, this I is going to be a right, times. Skyler, <laughs> I need you to do backup research on this because as of right now, no. <gasps> what? I need you to do backup research on this because I, I don't trust myself here. I found one. Oh, but you know what? It's for the movie. <gasps> I didn't even find one for the movie. I literally yeah. just typed in Ghost in the Shell, Bring Me to Life. So did I. So this this begs uh, a question. I don't think we count the movie because they clearly exist in alternate realities. Right. Oh, it's just the movie. So surprisingly, I think the most surprising no I've ever had on this podcast. Oh, oh, I found one. I found one. I found, a, I found another one, and it's also for the movie. You're positive you found one for the show. Because I know what the animation looks like. Actually, I think it is a mix of the movie and the show. Because Ooh. her design uh, keeps changing. Mm. Because she's wearing the sunglasses that she wears in the movie. But then in other parts, it's her from the show. So is that a half bonus point? All right. So it took a lot of research. It took a lot of time. <laughs> And honestly, it took us having to really go out of our way because while the AMV exists, it was not titled for Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex. It was titled for Ghost in the Shell and it was not titled Bring Me to Life. It was called Wake Me Up because whoever made this AMV just did not know what Bring Me to Life was called. But after a long, arduous deliberation process where we almost didn't give it points, where we did give it points, where we didn't, we found a true AMV to Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex for Evanescence's Bring Me to Life. Ugh. Regardless of it being named improperly, and we will award Lauren her fourth point, bringing Yay! us to a four-point victory, a Kawhi success. Yay! So on that AMV that we found, uh, mm-hmm. someone in the comments said, I was thinking of making an AMV to this song with Ghost in the Shell. Would you mind if I did? Posted nine years ago, and I just commented, please do. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's great <laughs> if you inspire more that's amazing well th- lauren thank you as always for joining us thank you so much for having me i had a really good time as <laughs> this always is really fun yeah yeah well with all of that uh again we look forward to the next time we have you on mm-hmm. but until that time comes we hope you and all of our listeners had a good time a fun time a cybernetically enhanced time a qq tachikoma time a very adorable older dog time but unfortunately that is the end of our time and until next time we hope your wait isn't a kawaii disappointment i've been pj i've been skylar and i've been lauren have a good one everyone bye bye Bye. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Pod. On Facebook, you can also find the official Kawaii Disappointment group where you can interact with us as well as other fans of the podcast. Or go to our website, kawaiidesupod.com, for links to those socials as well as all of our episodes. That's K-A-W-A-I-I-D-E-S-U-P-O-D.com. Spread the word about us, and if you feel so inclined, leave a review on iTunes. It really does help. 